mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to this No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and I'm slowly moving the microphone closer to Nixie. Uh, <laughs> and you probably <laughs> wouldn't have noticed no, that. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I've just apparently, I am Howard Cosell. I must now announce everything that's happening. Um, I've been listening to a lot of baseball. So, <laughs> and she winds up and she moves the microphone. Um, season one. Episode 11, Prometheus. Season 1? Do we go Season back in time? Season 6. Season 6. 1 plus 5. <laughs> ha! <laughs> well, it's season 1 of Jonas. Yeah. Season oh. 1 in my heart. <laughs> um, I finally, guys, I finally admitted to boyfriend Jesse that I have a crush mm-hmm. on Jonas. I and that it's not going anywhere. On you. <laughs> uh, Prometheus, uh, a.k.a. the one where the only fire is the one fueled by my anger. Oh, wow. I got real poetic on this one. <laughs> Mine is just a.k.a. the one where Sam MacGyvers. Yeah, that is a good a.k.a. There is some Sam MacGyvering in this episode. Um, I was just, I just was so angry at everyone involved in this episode. <laughs> I just hate Q. Um, spoilers, uh, one of the actors was not super happy at the script of this episode (laughs) either and he channeled it through his characters yelling Um, so this first aired on August 23rd 2002 Um, it was written by Joe and Paul directed by Peter but different Peter it's Peter Mosel oh that's Um, not our Peter and uh and please ignore if you heard uh, dinging noises no dings (laughs) Um, then never, take a drink when you hear a ding. Take a drink when you hear a ding. Ding! And we take drinks. And we're done. So, um, the X-303, we heard about the X-303? That maybe. In a That's, previous uh, Numbers are hard episode. to I We hear a lot of numbers. We meet a really big ship in this episode. We do meet a very big ship. Yeah. A very cool looking big ship. It's a ship. very, very cool looking big giant ship. Yeah. We know some things. Um, so Ian Tracy is Mm -hmm. one of the guest stars. Uh, he plays, I think it's Smith. It's just one of the bad guys. Okay. He's like lead camera bad guy. Okay. That's basically all I call them. Is he the one that looks like Jacob from Lost? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do I know him from something? Uh, he is not actually Jacob from Lost. He looks a lot like Jacob from Lost. Um, he's been in a ton of stuff, um, I recognize him mainly from another man to tapping show Sanctuary. Okay. Uh, you have not seen him on Sanctuary since you've only seen the pilot episode so far. We're working on it, guys. That's the thing. We're going to um, get there. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's one of those guys where you've seen him because he's been in... I kept yelling at the TV going, where do I know your yeah, face? Yeah, he's, he's been in basically everything. Um, and... Yeah. Is, is, he in, <laughs> is he in Vancouver? Is the show up to the Vancouver? Then he was probably, probably there. I actually just saw him. I'm I'm finally fine. I know, guys. Trust me, I know. I'm going to look him up while you do things. I haven't seen Travelers yet because of life, but I'm now finally... I know it's Brad Wright, and I'm a horrible Stargate fan for not currently have seen him beforehand. I'm fixing it. I'm watching it. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's a pretty good show. It's on Netflix. Oh. So Brad Wright, one of the Stargate guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, uh, it's, it's a show and it's, it has Eric McCormick in it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know him. Yes. His, his, <laughs> you know him as Will. Yeah. Yeah. From Will and Grace. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, and the future is Bad News Bears. And so they're able to, uh, track when people die in, in today world. And okay. then right before they're dead, they send someone else's consciousness into the body and Whoa. they go make sure they don't die. Interesting. And then they take over. And so they're... I feel like I may have seen the first episode of the show, but you I'll have, have to try it. it you it, like the, the first episode starts with like five different it's a people gunfight, not right? dying. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I thought, okay, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, no, no. I will watch that. Yes. Travelers. I'm writing it down in my notes. Um, also, John Delancey is back. It's cute. Is, who do you hate more? Oh, Q or Mayboy. 
Mayborn, Simmons, or Kinsey? <sighs> how, how loud can you sigh into that microphone? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm channeling my inner Stormy. Mm hmm. Because he's a good sire. Yeah, this he boy. is. Oh, Kaylee's too. <sighs> Gosh. Here's the thing. John Delancey is my favorite person to hate. He's pretty good to hate. And I mean that in, like, I he's love just, the he, actor. Yeah. He is so good at just playing he, that asshole bad guy. Yes, he is. So I think I'm going to say Mabel. Well, yeah. I'm going to stick with him <laughs> for this one. I'm going to stick with Mayborn for this one. Mayborn still? Or yeah. Simmons? Wait, John Delancey's? Yeah, John Delancey That's is Simmons. Simmons. Okay, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I had him wrong. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that one. She just hasn't seen enough Kinsey yet. Um, <laughs> That's fair. So, episode name is Prometheus. I'm just going to dive. You remember last week when uh, when we were like, Prometheus had fire? I knew fire, there was fire. Fire and was the, involved. And a giant? Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, we were right. <laughs> Except? Our memory worked. But it's Titan. Not giant. And not giant. That's okay. Um, the Titans were like, you know, the parents of the Greek gods. And the predecessors. The predecessors. The Old Testament, if you will. And they were the Old Testament, <laughs> if you will. And uh, and they were sort of, well, Prometheus was sort of Switzerland in the whole Titans versus gods <laughs> battle. So yes. he got to not die. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> one of the stories is he created mankind from clay. Mm-hmm. And when the gods, who are his children, basically went like, hey, don't you dare and give them fire. Prometheus went, fuck you, I'm your elder. I'm going to give them exactly what you don't want them to have. Here, kids, have some fire. Now, was, <gasps> was fire a metaphor for knowledge? Manny, yes. Okay. That's, it's a real fire and fire. And Fake fire. Got it. Yeah, got yeah. it. All rolled into one. Got it. Um, some stories say he basically stole the fire from Zeus uh, mm-hmm. because Zeus hid it away because Zeus is a bitter asshole. Yeah, he's he's pretty much the biggest butthole in the whole world. He's well, he's he's like up there with the biggest asshole. He's kind of a big butthole in the same way that our villains in this episode, like Simmons mm-hmm. and Mayborn, mm-hmm. uh, and what's the last one, Kinsey? Yep, he's he's that level of butthole. He is. So, as a punishment, Prometheus got chained to a rock. Yay, Prometheus. And, like, Zeus's eagle would fly down every day, uh-huh. eat his liver with the glass of Chianti. Uh-huh. And some fava beans. And some fava beans. <laughs> and then overnight, his liver would grow back. Because that's what repeat. livers do. Well, when you're immortal. Yeah. Well, I actually... I think livers do grow. No? No. No. Which is the one that grows back? Um, That you can grow pieces of. Amphibians. I've been watching too much Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) Now that they make up facts for that episode? (laughs) They actually, no, they actually. There is one part that I think can. There's something that can regrow cells. Like you don't regrow the liver, but the cells can, you can make the cells grow. And and, and one of the things that they do on the show is there's this medical breakthrough and they're able to regrow basically satellite livers because okay. they can't get the liver to grow you in that with stem spot. cells yes yes exactly remember how we cells. talked about stem cells a couple of I remember things. um so this is most well by uh you and i and grace and mm-hmm. you from the greek tragedy prometheus bound ah. um and it's sort of ish depending on who you ask written by some person who i'm gonna butcher your name hey grace Say that word. Uh, Asiklius. Sure. That sounds Greekish. <laughs> um, it's basically a play of monologues. Oh. Um, also, Percy Banshee. Banshee. Percy Banshee Shelley. Wrote a play in 1820 called Prometheus Unbound. Whoa. Yeah. Which was inspired by the original obviously, and expands and adds all these but like other political and social commentaries. And if the name Percy Banshee Shelley (laughs) sounds familiar, (laughs) it's because his second wife is more well-known than him. (gasps) Mary Shelley. Is also an author who wrote many considered to be the first science fiction novel, Frankenstein, or the modern Prometheus, Mary Shelley. Can I tell you 
that when I was younger, because uh-huh. you would always hear people say Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was her name. Mary, Mary Shelley Frankenstein? Mary Shelley Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. So, Mary Shelley Frankenstein. Um, I'm going to name a dog that. And she actually published that play before her husband's play, Prometheus Unbound. Because she's so badass. Because she was 18 when she wrote it. Jesus. <laughs> well, how are you feeling accomplished Jesus. in your life right I'm, now? Uh, what? Don't ask me what I was doing at 18, because I... <laughs> <laughs> literally don't know because I was drunk <laughs> and probably stoned. I was definitely both. <laughs> um, so Prometheus has also sort of taken this place in other areas of history as well, um, especially after the Renaissance, that it was sort of this icon for standing up against the man, yeah. whether the man was church or monarchy or government, etc. It's how he, he stood up for humanity against Zeus. Um, and there's also the whole flame of knowledge, um, the the idea of having to strive for knowledge sure. and ov- possibly un- unintended consequences when you reach too far for said knowledge. Sure, yeah, because you could get burnt. So, slight spoiler warning, the name of this ship becomes Prometheus. <gasps> no! Which I'm like, then why the fuck name a ship that you well, had we- to strive for technological advancement for when that is not... Well, here's the thing, is we know, we've seen in the past that if you name a ship after the SG team, bad things are going to happen. Well, they're not, they're not being named after the SG team. Well, that's fair. I mean, Something it's not being named the O'Neill. Or, 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 or SG-related <laughs> ships, they don't fare well, is the thing I we've mean, learned. I mean, this is the SGCs in Air Force's ship. Uh-huh. But there was another, wasn't there a glider? Yeah, remember the glider that took Teal'c and... The death glider? Yeah, that uh-huh. took Teal'c and Jack, Jack yeah. to the middle of nowhere for death times. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, guys, maybe, uh, maybe let's just stick to Stargate travel. <laughs> stick to gate travel. <laughs> Let's do that. To be fair, we made the ship. We didn't make the death glider. Fair. Yeah. Fair. That's why we made our own ship. That's why they made the X-302. Like, uh... <laughs> because they didn't want to have to deal with being brought to death lands. <laughs> what things? What? That's nothing's going to happen. Nothing's. Everything's going to be fine. Everything is fine. Everything's awesome. Okay. So episode finally. Yes. So remember that how there was Nadrian Conrad who's now a ghoul after he captured Sam and then uh, yes. we also in the flashbacks get a glimpse of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will tell you that boyfriend Jesse came out of the room as I was watching it previously on uh-huh. and he goes I thought Daniel was dead and so I went thanks for the reminder. <laughs> We're in a flashback. I was enjoying this moment. He walked out with perfect timing since about half a second. He's just he's a not- butthole about it. Well, he's just that good at... Ob- Being an asshole. Well, no, well, that too. But he's good at observing he's, shit. He's a little troll. Where he's, he's just, yeah. He's well, a little troll? It's that film nerd troll in him mm-hmm. where he's like, why is that guy there? Um, also, Simmons is the fuck nugget who shocked Jack and yelled what happened. So currently in the present time... Sam is leaving somewhere. Where do you think she was? Um, a secret date. Ooh, a little lunchtime date? There's something incognito happening date? because I don't believe that would be the car that Sam would drive. Well, okay, I actually I actually get to that. So she okay. has a, a, a new uh, car. I think it's a Volvo S60 from what research I did because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's no longer vintage. But here's the thing. I can see her as someone who has... A daily car and a fun car. Yeah, yeah. Because she makes decent money. She yeah. has no husband, no kids. She works a lot. Like she has, she's good. She's gonna spend money, and she likes cars. That's true. I can see her because I can see her yeah. the fun car, the antique one. She's not making payments on that. That's just no. something that she has. She's just having fun with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's something about Sam being in such a boring car to it me is that kind I'm of like, a boring car. She must have been doing like she her ha- taxes. She has. To, <laughs> listen, listen. She has to blend in. That's well. That's why I think it's incognito. Oh, okay. Because of the car. Well, then if she's incognito, she's uh, doing it badly. Julia Donovan busts that shit wide open. Oh, you mean April O'Neil? April O'Neil <laughs> comes up with her cameraman yeah. and is like, hey, I'm the host of Inside Access, just to let you know. Because, yeah. uh, and this is again, we <sighs> Inside Access does come up in the later episode, and mm-hmm. I just need to let you know that the I in Inside Access is an exclamation mark. Oh my. 
I don't. Okay, I'm gonna say this now. Uh-huh. I tried really hard. Yeah. I hate this reporter. <laughs> She's so dumb. I just hate her. <laughs> I hate her face. <laughs> I hate every face she makes. <laughs> I want to punch her in it. In her beautifully makeup face. Uh-huh. I hate her face. Uh, her show is on the IWN News Network, mm-hmm. which I'm like, what does N stand for? Because if that N stands for network, then no. IWN Net. Yeah. I nope. win News News Network. Uh-huh. Mm- yeah. It's just one of the cable networks in yeah. the Stargate universe. She's definitely a cable anchor. Oh, uh, yeah. If she's flying to, to meet people uh, and having that paid for by the network. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Donovan is trying to ask her about a story involving billions of dollars of taxpayer billions money. Billions and billions. Yep. Of okay. taxpayer money and the code name Prometheus. And there's not, it's so top secret there's not even congressional oversight. And Sam's just like, I'm not talking to you, bitch, yeah. please. And then Julia... I played the fifth. I played the fifth. Then Julia shows her some trinium, and she expects, like, like, oh, no, I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. What no even comment. is that? And then she just kind of peels out of there. I would have loved for that conversation to have been with Jack. Oh. Because I feel like Jack would have just played it dumb. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. It would have been the best. Like, not that... That's kind of what Sam did. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But... Jack would have actually played dumb. <laughs> like, he is dumb. That's so because that's the, a strong suit. Yeah. Uh, that would have been the the, the, yeah, the comedy involved in that one. would have, And then he would have somehow tried to ask her on a date. Probably. <laughs> um, so when we come... No, I feel like that's Jonas. Well, yeah. I, I don't get the same vibe out of Jonas that true. I used to from Daniel. That's true. Yeah. He just... Goes into he would have just tombs. smiled at her and she would have melted. And they, they would have gone into a dark tomb. Yeah. Yep. So when we come back, <laughs> Sam is in it's, it's, it's more like the, the buzzed 16-year-old at a party. Uh-huh, that's yeah. his move. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Sam's not quite sure that just denying the story is going to be enough this time. Like, even Julia knowing the name Trinium is proof that there is a huge security breach. Yeah. This is not good. It's not good. And this is post-Patriot America, and uh-huh. whether or not that's, in, like, the pa- the Pentagon's already tracking every movement she does. Yeah. And, like, her computer, her <laughs> phone, everything. I do love that they say, oh, we're tracking her now. And yeah. it's like, you've been tracking her forever. Uh-huh. Like, let's not pretend. Yeah. Um, and she's heading back to New York, and Hammond is sending Major Davis to chat with her. Yay. And apparently her report is set to hit the air in four days. Mm-hmm. So, in New York City, Julie's in a fucking stretch limo. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, please. Well, I was like, network reporter with a limo. <laughs> My words are literally, nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's nah. not happening, uh-uh. guys. Tone it down. But she's, you know, fancy enough that she's juggling interviews with I the feel Chinese like she's, ambassador. Yeah, she's paying for that out of her pocket to feel yeah. that much more important. And she's heading to the G8 summit. And that's when Major Davis jumps in the car. Yeah. And Julia's not going to be intimidated into not running the story. Just having Davis here proves it's something big. Yeah. And he's not going to mince words. He's he's like, look, if you run the story, peoples are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And she keeps pressing her luck. She's like, well, I've heard it's a fusion reactor. And Davis in turns and warns her that revealing classified information she's violating about 17 federal laws. And yeah. that's just a warning. And before Davis saw the car, Julia's like, well, here's a warning for you. I already made arrangements for the report to get out if something happens to me. I like, I get it that she's trying to be thorough, but mm-hmm. she also just seems so self-important. And so, yeah. So, so full of herself. Like, I almost think she kind of gets off on the idea of if she dies. Uh-huh. Like, this posthumous, like, yes. award. She'll go down She kind of loves that idea. Um... And it's gross. It's, yeah. So back at the SGC, Davis has apparated back, I guess, instant <laughs> yeah. transportation. Yeah. Uh-huh. They beamed him in. Um, you know, you'd think that the SGC would have whatever warding that has around Hogwarts preventing you from apparating Right. In. Although, to be fair, they guess they don't have that in the time of Fantastic Beasts we've seen from the trailer. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. get me started, So maybe it's fairly new. Yeah, I, don't, I won't even go there. Oh, they apparate in the first thing <laughs> in the trailer. They, you don't apparate into Hogwarts, guys. Okay. So, anyways, right now they still have no clue who the leak is. Um, yeah. And Dave's just like, well, I just assume it's Kinsey. 
Right, because why the fuck not? Like, he doesn't say it, but I'm pretty sure Davis just assumes well, it's Well, yeah, you know, it's one of those round up the usual suspects type of deals. It's like, it's going to be one of, like, the three that we've met. Because, like, don't we all assume it's Kinsey? Yeah, I guess that's true. We do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's serious enough at this point that Hammond puts, like, a call straight to the president. And sometime later, Julie is ambushed at work in a meeting with her EP, as well as Davis and Sam. Yeah, the smarmiest EP I've ever met. Yeah. And I've known my share. Yeah. Um, and he while they can... get smarmier as the episode goes well, on. And while they can be hard asses, which they absolutely have to be, I've never met one this smarmy. We they, should probably, for those who don't know, EP is executive producer. That's a word I knew to share. Yeah. I knew things. I just realized that, because I just refer to him as EP, and I well, realized yeah. people should probably. I mean, people know EP. Because there's EPs in movies and things, too. I don't... Probably? I don't know. Uh, News EPs. Done. News EP. Anyway, so the president apparently directly appealed to the chairman of the corporation that owns the network to kill the story. Mm -hmm. And they're also going to need all the tapes and everything else on the story as well. Yeah, this goes above you, lady. This goes all the way up to the 39th floor. (laughs) Inside joke. Julia still tries to fight all of this, and she's already head of the game. She's already called foreign broadcasters, and the EP's like, can we... Can we find a way to compromise on this? Mm -hmm. Like... Something this big is going to go public at some point. Yeah. If you let Julie and a camera crew go cover it, we'll sit on it until it's cleared. And then we'll get the world exclusive. I still think that what they should have done or they should have tried first was to get Hammond in there network style Mm -hmm. and go, you are meddling with the primeval forces of nature Uh and you shall atone. You shall not pass. (laughs) But that's that's my network uh, network uh, quote that I love forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the EP even throws some NDAs in there. He's like, "Look, I'll well, the Air Force will own the tape. They get to keep the tape, yeah. uh, which doesn't sit well with Julia." Um, but the EP goes, "Look, when the president kills your story, it's game over. Yeah, you're done. And if you go to the foreign press, you're going to be charged treason. Right. So I find this scene very interesting. Mm-hmm. Just. This scene is one of those scenes where when it's filmed, it's just a scene and and you take it as that. And then when you watch it close to like 15 years later, yeah, it's interesting to see how the, the viewpoint of this scene would change. Like, what if this was CNN, MSNBC, Fox News of today? And what would happen if the president reached out himself to the chairman of one of these networks and goes, kills a story? Yeah. How would those, how would different networks react to it? Yeah. Just like as a, given the complex history between the president and the media today, it's just, it's one of those things we're looking back, it goes, it's interesting. There's a very thin membrane separating the fun yeah. from the oh shitness uh-huh. in this story. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and I feel that and I get it. Um, there's a lot here. There's a lot yeah. here that you can. Di- I mean, you could you could dig into this. Um, and, and really. And I, and I think I like that the writers do that. They like leave this on the table. Yeah. And they're like, do with this what you will, mm-hmm. but this is what it is. But it, it's, you know, again, watching this scene in, if you're, you know, we don't know who technically is president right now, right. whether they're pretending like it's Bush or right. it's someone else. Right. But this scene, if it was Bush calling a news network yeah. or Obama calling a news network or now Trump calling a news network, it's yeah. just, it's one of those scenes where it's just interesting to see it played in different contexts. Which is why it's better that they don't name a president. Because yes. then you're like, pick your scenario, yeah. choose your own adventure. It's <laughs> someone else. What if it's Kinsey? What if yeah. Kinsey was president and yeah. they were calling uh, like my this? life. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, coming back to the fun, though, I do like the icy blue stare off. Oh, like, yeah. Between our two uh, badass bitches mm-hmm. in this room. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's to like, fair, neither I... of these women, I will give the reporter credit yeah. for not backing down. None of them is going to because back down. Because Sam's like, bitch, you don't know what I've seen. And the reporter's like, I ain't scared of nothing almost to a point of ignorance Mm -hmm. but i still still bet on sam oh absolutely every time (laughs) so back in the briefing room apparently um they're actually quite worried that julie is going to go to the foreign press and not the golden globes foreign press (laughs) Uh, not the hollywood foreign press not the hollywood foreign press 
Is it? That's Golden Globes, right? Uh, Hollywood Foreign Press. I I think you're right. Awesome, because I don't look that up. I'm not sure. I will look it up for us. Oh, I don't know. If it's, it's sure. I'm going to do it. So apparently... Her apparently scumbag EP knows who the leak is. <laughs> and after Julia left, he agreed to reveal who it is in exchange for a tour with whatever Prometheus is. We, however, do not get to know who the leak is. Yeah, because then it would take away the fun later. Um, which is not okay with Jack. Um, but hey, it is the Golden Globes. Yes. Good job, us. Um, but once they have the source of the leak, they'll just take and destroy the tape and, you know, good old double cross for national security <laughs> and planetary security. <laughs> Ta-da! Still, Jack is super not okay with this. This episode, Jack is very angry. That's another good AKA. So, it was Richard Dean Anderson oh. who was not happy with this script. Oh my. And it was essentially... Part of it was rewritten so that Jack is nowhere near the ship when this thing is taken over because the part that RDA had a problem with is how basically how easy these people came in and like stomped all over the security thing and just like took control of the ship. Like all yeah. of RDA's yelling at Davis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. So that's why he's nowhere near the ship when this happens. I kind of like an angry RDA. Uh-huh. I'm okay with it because he's got integrity in mind. Mm-hmm. And um, Sam and Jonas went up the tour because, you know, Sam already has talked to Julia and it's Jonas. Like, everyone's Jonas disarmed is by pretty. Jonas. Yeah, yeah, he's just gonna flash that, mm-hmm. that, uh, grin. that Midwest smile, uh-huh. which she doesn't know is not a Midwest smile. Say, that that mid Colonian uh, smile. Yeah. <laughs> So, Julia and her camera crew and scumbag... But he does have that, like, good old boy look to him. It works. It works. He could definitely be in a revival of Oklahoma. (laughs) Yeah. Please never be in a revival of Oklahoma. I'm already... I already see the overalls. (laughs) I'm okay with it. (laughs) So, they arrive at, like... There's tiny houses that are bigger than this building in the middle of the desert. Uh, there... Yeah. 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 But once you... There are, like, outhouses that are bigger than this building. But once you open the door, it's only there to house an elevator. And they go several hundred feet down. And even if you're going to be generous and give ten feet a floor, that's several hundred floors down. Yeah. And they're going fast because they get there soon. I feel like at the end of that elevator, someone should have thrown up. Yeah. (laughs) Because I've been in elevators that go pretty fast. Yeah. And it's a little, like... vertigo-y. Yeah. A A little little bit. A little vertigo-y. So when the doors open up, they're face-to-face with what will be known as Prometheus. With the coolest industrial decorated (laughs) motif I've ever seen. Otherwise known as the X-303. And we did... So, and can I just say... Really, the doors just open to the ship? Yeah. Like, there's no foyer or extra secure... Like, I guess the security is on... On the surface, but, like, there's no... There should be someone underground guarding that thing as well. It just opens to Prometheus. Yeah. It's really just, like, some unfinished project. Like, someone walked into your garage and was like, what's this do? Uh Uh-huh. And, and you left the keys in the in the in the in the, in the yeah. car. Like, come on, dude. So we did hear the X three hundred three mentions um, when you know when they were going to test the X three hundred two. Talking yes. about the Quadria, like it's was, yes. like when Jonas's first times off. They mentioned the X three hundred three there. Well, this is the X three hundred three. Got it. I'm there. Um, inside, Donovan isn't quite believing what she's seeing, as you wouldn't. Yeah, and says it would take at least twenty Saturn rockets to get this thing off the ground, let alone in orbit. Jeez. Hey, guys, were you worried that I didn't do the math? Oh, Nixie. Because I did. Good job, Nixie. I did Because I didn't. Search. I didn't do any math. So the heaviest payload that the Saturn V has carried into orbit was for the lunar missions. Okay. 310,000 pounds. So I'm just going to round that to 300,000. 20 Saturn Vs could launch 6 million pounds. Or 2.7 million kilograms. Which, and just because I know this... Is how much the crawlers at NASA weigh. You've uh, lost me at the number. I can't keep up with the zeros. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot of fine. zeros. There's six of them. Okay. Uh, you know the crawlers at NASA? Those amazing giant, like, machines that carry the rockets from the VAB to the launch pads? Okay. Yeah. Okay. They go at, at a really amazing speed of one mile an hour when loaded. Well, when you're that heavy, it's hard I to mean, move. They get two when they're empty. <laughs> Shit. 
Uh, and one of them's actually undergoing renovations right now to carry the SLS um, uh-huh. system, which is... Carry your mom? What? No, what? I feel like there's a your mom joke in here. Uh, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Insert your mom joke anywhere uh, you Something like. about your your mom so heavy she needs a crawler to carry her. Yeah, yeah. That was bad. That's it. We're, we'll it's find like it. the nerd version You know of the it. problem is we're too nice and I know your I mom. Know. I know your mom <laughs> and like, I can't I do it. I don't want to insult moms. I love them. <laughs> anyway, so uh, no mom salting. Once this renovation is completed um, this this one that's being set to launch the to carry the space launch system is going to be able to carry around 15 million pounds. <laughs> you said a lot of math, and uh-huh. I'm just trusting you. They're actually officially on the National Registry of, His- of Historical Places. Huh. There's two of them. Are they out on the Cape? Yeah. Let's I go actually, look at them. I actually, when you, when you visit, because I actually just saw them in December, when you, when you are at um, the Kennedy Space Center, and you take, you get on a bus, and you travel over to the Apollo building, okay. which has a Saturn V rocket. Got it. Like, inside. A full, an actual Saturn V rocket I'm with inside. Wow. They built a building. That's around it? Around the Saturn V rocket. Holy crap. So you actually drive by the VAB, the Vehicle Assembly Building, which uh-huh. is so big inside that you actually get clouds up top. It has its own weather system inside <laughs> the building. Because it's a giant one-story building, essentially, because it's rocket. hollow inside. Can you imagine being the guy that had to build the top of that? Well, it's cranes. Well, uh there's still a guy. Yeah, you're not on the ladder, though. Yeah, but there's still, like, <laughs> things you gotta do up there. Yes. I think the holy shit factor is only minimized, like, 5%. Because you're like, I'm building a very expensive thing. I'm going to play the claw game, uh-huh. but I can't lose. <laughs> um so anyways, they're sitting right outside the VAB yeah. because they go in one side, they get the they, rockets built on top of it, and then it drives out the other side, Jeebus. and then drives to the launch pads. Wow. Okay. They're, they're giant. They're, I, may, I may have to go look at those. They're giant. I may get the chance too soon. They're, I, you can't conceive of how big they are. I'm going to not find them. Because that's how dumb I am. You Which trust one me, is it? You can't miss Which them. Which one is it? <laughs> you drive right next to them. Literally the mountain you're Unless standing Unless you're next looking to. at the other side of the bus. <laughs> you can't miss them. Okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. Um, but I have pictures of them. They're really cool. Anyways, that's how much. So basically, this thing, if, if 20 Saturn V rockets is going to carry this up, then it has to weigh six million pounds or less. Okay. That's a lot of pounds. So. That's still heavy. That's still heavy, but like. So the size of this thing, it's still a ship. It's not like Enterprise size, right? It's not Enterprise size, no. Okay. Because no, like, Enterprise, Enterprise, the Enterprise a, D is a big ship. It's a basically a roaming city yeah. to some degree. I would say this guy is probably bigger than Serenity. Okay. I mean, it's, it's definitely bigger got than it, Serenity. Got it, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another ship that you would know that it might be around okay. the size of. You know what? It's pro- I'm guessing it's probably uh, the inside, the, the crew size is about the Defiant size from DS9. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. Okay, got it. That's got kind it. of what I'm guessing. I like is that. It, is close to Defiant size because it defines oh. a much smaller ship. Ready. But anyway, back on Prometheus. Yes. Sam does admit that the ship was made using alien technology, but not little green men. Yeah. They're gray. <laughs> I do like that line. I do like how she just kind of throws it away. Uh-huh. Like, actually, they're gray. They're gray. Because you're dumb. But in so- instead That's of, what she says under her breath. Instead of telling about the Stargate, she just says that the ship crashed 100 miles north of Fairbanks, Alaska in 1978 and is taken <laughs> this long to get to the point where they could use it and integrate it, what they found. I did look on the map. I believe there is a tiny, tiny, tiny little place called Beaver. <laughs> Alaska. About north, 100 miles north. And there's like a river. Um, now I feel like there's truth to this story. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a fictional thing on a fictional show. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm like, hmm. It's the cover up. There the conspiracy. is. Because we have friends who were in the Air Force, we know that there's like Air Force things out there. Oh, yeah. Um. We're going to Alaska. Yeah. That's, that's, we're, <laughs> That'll be our first on-location 
podcast. From Beaver, Alaska. While, while, wait, wait, wait. While in an Iditarod. <laughs> so while being pulled by Huskies, we will record and then watch the Aurora Borealis uh-huh. because bucket list. Uh-huh. And then find these hidden things. Okay. <laughs> and then come home. Okay. Are we going to find gold while we're up there too? No, that silly. If we were going <laughs> to find gold, we would go to California. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've seen Gold Rush. They do that shit in Alaska. They do. They do do that in Alaska. Anyways. <laughs> Julia's problem is that the Prometheus doesn't look alien. And I'm like, well, it doesn't look like a space shuttle. You, what, do you, what do you know what alien What is looks alien-y? Like, you dumbass. But Sam really says that it's... Uh, so apparently instead of using wires and chips and being all earth about yeah. it they're using those crystals that we love so much yeah are my favorite crystals um they're, they're still gonna decorate they're ready for coach they're gonna decorate my pool deck is what uh-huh. i've decided it's, someday they're just, they're, <laughs> that's a, coachella's having a lack of crystals done because the prometheus stole them all um and in the hallway we also learned the ship can reach orbit in 30 seconds and there's inertial dampeners, artificial gravity. Um, and while she, like, she can fly, the support systems are all still being worked on. Back on the bridge, shit's going bad. Uh-huh. Turns out the film crew isn't actually a film it's crew. It's a bunch of assholes with Zach guns! They're a bunch of assholes. I couldn't hold that in any longer. Instead of film, they, they... Instead of film in the film recorder, it's a Zach gun. And I'm like, why do you do that to a record? Yeah. To camera. How about just stick it in your pants or something? But I guess that's their way of getting it past security. <laughs> just stick it in your pants. <laughs> Seems like the place to put it. I mean. <laughs> Not in a pocket, just straight in your it. pants. Stick it is in that, your pants. Is that, is that in your pants or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> stick it in your pants. If you don't know what to do with something, just stick, stick it, it in your pants. pants. <laughs> um, but that camera's not going to work anymore. It's because there's a zat in there. <laughs> <laughs> just Tommy Pickles that shit right in your underwear. <laughs> that's what that's called, because Tommy Pickles would keep things in the diaper. Oh, just when you thought we wouldn't make a rug- Rugrats reference on this podcast. <laughs> we were due. Um... So that's when the SFs get suspicious, and then they get zatted for their <laughs> suspiciousness. And mm-hmm. the computer layer, computer lady gets to hacking. The hacker lady gets to hacking. So Sam and Jonas show Julia and the EP the engine room. Mm-hmm. Um, and while there's not a space monkey in sight in this engine room, the important part is, <laughs> is that Sam lays down some more facts. That the sublight engines go... 110,000 miles per second, which is over half the speed of light, so in theory they could reach the sun in about four minutes, given that speed. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. That was off the top of my head. <laughs> well, the sun is eight light yeah. minutes away. I'm glad you said that, because everything Sam said, I went, math, 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 don't know. Well, the light that you see from the sun left the sun eight minutes ago. Got it. There you go. Uh, and Jonas tells us that we do have hyperdrive as well. Good to know. Mm-hmm. On the bridge, the bad guys are still bad. These guying. are important things to know. I feel like he should nod at the camera and be like, we do we- have hyperdrive. <laughs> Keep this in mind. Um, back in the engine room, Sam notices that the hyperdrive simulations she was running were interrupted. And when she tries to call the bridge, she's like, oh, the comm systems aren't finished. Hmm. So she goes to check it out on the bridge. Back on the bridge, Hacker Lady is in, she says, into the computer. And the other three go head off and capture and be bad guys. God, I really hate this Hacker Girl. She does look a little bit stuck in the 90s in her She's hacker skills. very stuck. And, and look. her look. And it's her like, look. lady, it's early. It's the early aughts. Uh-huh. It's time to update your hacker look. Uh-huh. Done. So say, at least she doesn't have, like, dreads and look like Angelina oh, Jolie. Oh, God. Don't... <laughs> I broke Grace. I broke her. So Sam runs into (laughs) two of them in the hallway and try to pull some I forgot shit excuse. And Sam's like, I'm not an idiot. And she takes them both out and starts running as the third bad guy comes up and starts shooting. Yeah, Sam pulls her kick ass, Sam moves. Mm -hmm. But then she's out. And then they start chasing her. And in the engine room, Jonas notices that someone's trying to lock down the ship and tries to fuck up the system to slow him down. Yeah. 
Thank God for Jonas there. And then Sam hides in the storage room and locks the door. <laughs> and they have Hacker Lady Steve. She's it, kind so of she created her little panic room uh-huh. to some degree, uh-huh. which I guess is a smart thing to do. And if you're going to be stuck in a room, that's the room to be stuck yeah, in. Yeah, because it's got all the fun out. stuff. <laughs> so Jonas starts up a full diagnostic on the system to fuck up Hacker Lady, and he goes and then removes the control crystal from the engine or whatever the hell important console is. Yes. Yeah. And in the storage room, Sam starts MacGyvering. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. This is where... Um, oh, we haven't gotten to that part. I'll wait. Yeah. She does one fun thing that um, I like. But the music starts playing. And she's purveying the scene. I like it. So the bad guys come into the engine room and get everyone into the corner. And we're confirmed that Julie, Julie, Julia, at least, is not April in on O'Neil. this. April O'Neil is not in on this. But Scumbag EP yeah. gives in way too quick, pointing out where the control crystal's hidden. Yeah. My, um... My notes say, oh, good, the producer is also a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, meanwhile, Sam still has a MacGyver theme playing. Uh-huh. Dun, well, she's got to MacGyver dun, some more things. Dun, 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 but the theme kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew it. I could <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say she's John McClaning it. <laughs> I'm going to borrow from MacGyver. <laughs> She's John McClaning. <laughs> okay, so meanwhile, bad guys are activating the hyperdrive generators, which is a bad idea when on the ground, mm-hmm. unless they're trying to deliberately create an overload because they generate lots of energy because they're generators. Technical, technical, technical. Big ship go boom. Uh huh. Because <laughs> if it's not channeled into a hyperspace window, it could explode and take all of Nevada with it. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, the cameraman says, as long as their demands are met, it won't come to that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There's nothing more fun than negotiating with terrorists. Uh-huh. Um, and on the surface, there's already a command center sent up, set up, mm-hmm. uh, and they already clearly know the issue they're having downstairs at this point. And that's when Jack starts yelling before the door is even closed. Yeah. We have never seen Jack this pissed off this before. This is angry think. Jack is my favorite. I think this is the most angry we've ever yeah. seen Jack. I, and I and I understand that there were things outside yes. of the character happening, but in character, I would like to think that angry Jack is angriest because he's not in the ship with them, with yes. his crew, and Sam is in trouble. Oh yeah, no, Sam's in trouble, and you don't no, you don't you don't no. put a Sam in trouble, uh-uh. and so he's angry Jacking at that. That sounds um, terrible. And that sounds dirty. <laughs> Davis um, tells no. him that the ship is overloading, and yes, this is the most secure building in the world, and most likely it was the camera crew who, yes, has been working at the network for over a year, and yes, all packed past background. Okay, checks. a year is not very long no, for a network. It's not. And one of them was you even need to take your guy line. who was like thirty years uh-huh. there. Uh huh. So now they're getting a message from the incoming hijackers. Um, basically, they want Simmons and Adrian Conrad released, and they have three hours oh to deliver boy. them, or the ship is going to blow. And yeah. in response, Jack does the most dramatic sunglass removal ever. Yeah. <laughs> that You know, anytime you try to do that in real life, though, you just end up hurting your face. You just stab yourself with You're like, somehow. Oh, oh. Uh, or maybe it's just me because I'm awkward. <laughs> Also, my glasses have the thing where they fold down. Yeah, yours like, do. Yeah, they're like, collapse. they collapsible ones. So uh-huh. you do that and then they just fall apart. You can't put them back on. <laughs> and I'm done now. Well, my aviators have like, they have the things, but they're, they're special ones that are made to not get stuck in your hair. Because oh, gotcha. I, I do the on the sun, the, the head sunglasses sure. move. But then they just stab you more, I feel. Yeah, they're very stabby. They're stabby. <laughs> um... So, down with Sam, she's MacGyvered a comm system, but so far it's not getting through to anything. Yeah. She takes a little more tweaking is all. Is anybody out there? Mama. <laughs> um, back on the surface, apparently the Joint Chiefs are calling an emergency meeting over this. It's that level of, uh, rightfully so, Yeah, that this level is the most shit. secure thing in the world, and uh-huh. then it's not secure anymore. And very way too easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're also picking up Sam's radio, so Sam and Jack catch up with each other, make sure they're like, "Hey, how's breakfast. it going? What you, yeah, what you been doing? What you been up to? I haven't seen you in like two. We should meet up and have yeah, some drinks and we shake." Should. 
<laughs> steak. So the ship will fly, but also could lose structural integrity. Um, so at the moment, Sam is going to plasma cut her way out, which could take a while with the tritium alloy, and then mm-hmm. get the sublight control, which is deck above her. Now, is this when she puts on the welding mask? Almost. Okay. Yeah. I'll wait. So in the engine room, uh, Julia asks her VEP why he's doing this. Basically, they offered him a buttload of money. Yeah, because I'm smarmy. There's no political reasonings here. Yeah. Just money. I'm just smarmy as fuck because money is the most important thing to me. This is when we see Sam cutting through the door with a plasma cutter. Got it. This is when she channels her inner flash dance, Jennifer Beals. Uh We don't see this, but in my mind, she cuts the shoulder out of her... (laughs) Out of her BDUs. Is she in a BDUs? She is, right? She has a t-shirt on, yeah. at least. So she cuts through the t-shirt. Uh-huh. Like, first she uses a plasma cutter to just cut the okay. shoulders yeah. out. That's and then she gets to That's not overkill at all. Nope. <laughs> and then afterwards, she's going to do the dance with the chair and the water splash. <laughs> That's how that goes. <laughs> well, she does do a dance with with air being sucked I out mean, of the deck I mean, she does. There is an element involved, uh-huh. and, there is, an element? and there is a movement uh-huh. against it that yes. happens. So, yeah, she yeah. does. Uh-huh. It's her and her flash dance. She can do it however she wants. <laughs> so, um, the... Basically, they're prepared to give them Simmons and Codrad because apparently we do negotiate with terrorists. Uh-huh. Um, Simmons is all high and mighty about how this would never happen <sighs> if he was in charge. And it's only the impression he's Shut coming up, Q. to figure out how to retake the ship. Nope, he's just a bargaining chip because yeah. Davis is dumb and doesn't realize he's being played. Yeah. Um, but this bargaining chip is willing to board the X-303 to save lives, but he's going to need a change of fancy clothes first. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, you know, I noticed that in the Conrad episodes, yes. they always somehow try to corner Sam or, mm-hmm. or put Sam under, basically incapacitate a Sam somehow. Yeah. And I, and I don't know, I can't quite place why. But there's a, a, you're gonna take a drink, aren't you? <laughs> Am I something is going. Something is going on here, and I can't quite place it. Okay. But there's always like a, like there's a Sam's a threat or mm-hmm. Sam's a something. Well, I mean, she's pretty badass. She is badass. But they don't do that to everybody else. It's always True. Sam. So the bad guys on board have heard the deliveries on their way. So phase two begins now. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the part where they take off. We're not really told what phase two specifically is. Yeah. But before they can, they have an issue that the ignition module is off. And if they're off by they don't 1%, have the, keys to the, ignition. the engines won't start and they will burn out. But Jonas doesn't have those settings, even under the threat of a gun. Mm. And he's like, well, I'm not okay with this. We, we were told no one's going to get hurt. So the bad guy just shoots him. Yeah. Shut up. No one's talking to you anymore. And then Jonas has has remembered the settings. Yeah. Oh, magically, Jonas knows things. <laughs> <laughs> On the surface. I'd like to think that Teal personally delivered AG and Conrad. And Teal was like, he was uncharacteristically silent for a gold. Uh-huh. And I personally would have loved, like, just a one minute long scene of the two of them just staring at each other in yeah, silence. Yeah, just to stare off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's, fair. It's just silence, just... Either that or I, I feel like Teal put him to sleep and then brought him back. <laughs> and so that way he, he says what he says. He him out. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He was uncharacteristically silent. I'm just not telling you why. just unconscious at the time. He's just, uh, yeah, he was just dead at the time. And Sam is still cutting. Mm-hmm. So the deadline is approaching. What a feeling. So Davis has someone radio into the hijackers that the prisoners are coming in. And in the engine room, Jonas finishes entering the new settings. I mean, it doesn't change anything. Even if you can get the ship off the ground, they can track you. Because uh-huh. I can't help you get the hyperdrive working. Right. No, but Adrian Conrad in his bold voice can. Spa. Fucking Conrad. And Simmons... This asshole yep. enters the bridge and tells Hacker Lady to release the docking clamps because this is clearly part of the motherfucking plan the entire time and just takes the captain's chair as if he was James T. Kirk. Yeah. This is the part, because we are, now we all know how this episode ends. Yes. This is the part where I told Nixie, he's fucking more annoying than anyone else because yeah. he's not gold. He's, he's not gold. Just human. He's just human. He's just a human piece of shit. He's just a human piece of shit. He's a I think piece of shit molded into human form. This is why Simmons is the one that I'm most annoyed by yeah. right now. 
Because he's just like an asshole human. Yeah. Okay. All done. So, and then we get an awesome CG shot of the clamps being released. Mm -hmm. So, on the surface, they are now... Oh, I have to say this because I didn't say it off the top. Yeah. The CG for Prometheus coming out of the ground is is fucking gorgeous. Awesome. It's beautiful. It's really well done. It's really cool. The textures, I really dig. The texturing is really nice. It is a beautifully modeled ship. Good work. The lighting is great. Yes. And the lighting makes or breaks any 3D model, as we know. Yeah. Um, but on the surface, they're actually now worried for Sam because Deck 7 isn't pressurized yet. Yeah. So if they make a break for orbit, she's going to be dead by the time they get to space. Uh-huh. You know, she won't be able to dis- disable the ship then or, you be, know, live. Be a, a living person. Breathe. Um, from the bridge, Simmons radios to Davis that they would like to leave. So if you could kindly retract the roof. Huh. And when Davis is like, hold, please. We're having problems with the hydraulics. Which Simmons right. is like, that's bullshit. You have 30 seconds, so I'm going to detonate the hyperdrive. Damn and it. Listen, it's, he, Simmons will give it more than 30 seconds, but I have no doubts he's one of those people who's like, if I can't have this ship, no one's having yeah, this ship. Yeah, we're all going to die. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's. it's not an empty threat. No. Um, so then a lot of stuff happens at the same time. Sam yes. finishes cutting through the door and realizes the engines are starting up. So she makes a run for it because she knows that level is not pressurized. Yeah. While Simmons is counting down dramatically for Davis's sake, who mm. cuts his losses and retracts the roof as the ship flies out. And the X-303 flies. That's this beautiful, yeah. gorgeous shot of her rising and front of there's the three guys for scale reference. Yes. Yeah. And then it Very takes well off done. into the sky. Um, and then this is where Sam's in a wind tunnel. This is when Sam's in a wind tunnel. And her hair looks great. One of the two wind tunnel <laughs> scenes for the for the episode. Yeah. Um, fighting through the thinning atmosphere to make it to the ladder Well, Jeffrey's tube guy and shut the door. Dun, dun, dun. Because that yeah. airlock works, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, on the surface, they're like, well, what the fuck do we do now? Now what? Now we we're how fucking hopeless. stole the only spaceship that we have yep. that works right now. Yep. But it does have a docking bay for X-302s. There's none of those ready to fly. But Jack does, you know, remember that they have a death glider in cold storage that was Apophis's. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what toys or- do we have? This is where he starts to MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> and then just him and Teal just head off immediately. And Davis, like, yells after them that the radar system isn't finished and they should fly into the lower bay. No fucks. will never see you coming. <laughs> I love you. I'm trying to take me with you. Okay, bye. <laughs> so the extra three is now in Earth orbit, and Julia really wants some answers because, like, is the guy with the voice really an alien? You might as well tell me because we're probably not going to survive this. And mm-hmm. Jones is like, we'll be fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Look at my pretty smile. I mean, if Jonas just smiled at me, I'd be like, we're totally fine. We would be fine all the time. Like, you might as well put me on a morphing drip. That's how relaxing looking at his face is. It's like, yeah, everything is fine. Everything is awesome. Forever. So Simmons comes in, and he's he's a big fan of Julia. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets to meet Jonas for the first time, our new alien friend. And Julia's like, you're an alien? But I liked you, and now I feel weird. <laughs> oh, I have weird feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's all tingly. <laughs> um, and Put it in your pants. All right, stick it in your <laughs> pants. <laughs> all done. I had it's a callback. I had to do it. Oh, uh, Prometheus, <laughs> aka just stick, stick it in it your pants. Your pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can write that as the aka. We're almost there. So Simmons <laughs> is like, look, just t- sit tight, and you'll be released once everything is over. Conrad is fixing the engines. It's in his best interest to you know yeah. do that, and we'll deal with his gold ass later. And Sam, you know, should have stayed at the group because the heroics got her killed. Yeah. So they think. Which is clearly false because we then see her sneaking around the ship. Just kidding. And outside we see all the death glider coming on into the ship. Yeah. And then Sam makes some sparks because she's really good at spark making. Now that's just her thing now. Uh-huh. She's like, what can I spark at? spark What can I spark? At? And those sparks actually turned the sublight engines off. Mm-hmm. Hacker Lady has power but no control, and Simmons known immediately it was Sam. So she sends some goons. They're just goons now, you see. Yeah. We have bigger bad guys on board. Sure. So that used to be was bad guys. Now are they're are just, now just goons. They've been uh, lowered they, in rank. They've been goonified. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. They're putty um, men. 
Um, there, you know, the, what, what do they call it when in in um, um, foot soldiers? No, sorry, the basketball movie with Bugs Bunny. <sighs> oh, in Space Jam. Yeah, Space Jam. They remember they took the people and then they turned them into the space goons. <sighs> That's what I'm imagining in my Shit. head. That's what I'm imagining in my head. Is, yes, is, is, is I don't the know space what they're called Goon making. I thought they were called goons. They may be called. Goons. It was like the goon squad or something. It is a goon squad. Yeah, so they're goon squatted from yes. space jams. Yes, that's what it happens. is. Goon squad. <laughs> you are so right. <laughs> I had the soundtrack to Space Jams. <laughs> gotta get up. Come it's on time and to slam. jam now. Oh, we gotta be a jam going down. <laughs> welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. Is that where I believe right. I can fly? Was it hit? Yes. I believe I can fly. <laughs> That's why we all know it. That's why every person in our generation knows this song. Uh-huh. Got it. Yeah. Up there. I'm ready. Um. Anyway. When everybody had feelings for uh, the girl bunny. Lola. There were just feels yeah. happening. Okay. What a feeling. Okay. So, um. Anyways. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> Excuse my language. Simmons sends the goon squad down um, to deal with Sam. Okay. And if they don't get the engine's controls back, the orbit's going to start to decay and they're just going to spiral back to Earth and burn yep. up in the atmosphere. So he radios down to Conrad and he just super villain riffs about how crude the hyperdrive is and insults are. Yeah, he's got to do that thing. Yeah, he's got to do the thing. Same old stung and dance. Uh-huh. So in the corridor, the goon squad comes across Sam, who tries to take out the first one, and then she just realizes that she's outgunned literally by Zats. They've pulled out of their pants. Yeah. Um, they stuck them in their pants. And luckily, Teal'c and Jack have arrived with their own Zats. Probably not from their pants, because they have correct holsters. Sure, yeah. They're and, not and pant Zats. Zats them from behind. <laughs> pant Zats. <laughs> <laughs> so Conrad radios to the bridge that the hyperdrive is working so they can uh, open a window right there in orbit uh, and yeah. head to some specific coordinates. That this they have. is bad times. And SG-1 feels the engine starting up and they hyperdrive away. And the command center sure. back on Earth, Davis gets a report that the extra It's like basically what the ship was trying to do in The Last Jedi. Y- y- yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It was, but... The, in Last Jedi, they just didn't have enough gas. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Because nobody stopped to fill her up the last time. Well, it's a combination of gas and then, you know, how we can't track them through hyperspace sure. here. Yeah. They could track them there. Right. They thought they couldn't, but then it turns out they, they could. They could because of new technology. All I'm saying is that The Last Jedi stole this from Stargate. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. All done. And, uh, and so... As they're in hyperdrive, the engine room is now clear. There's no goons in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and SG-1 finds, or Sam realizes, they've reprogrammed the system and Sam doesn't have the new access code. So they keep moving on through the ship. Shit, shit, shit. And on the bridge, remember how earlier Simmons is like, oh, we need Conrad for now and then we'll deal with him later. Yeah. But instead, Conrad's like, nope, I'm going to deal with you first. I'm going to deal you with you before you deal with me. And in the process, Simmons shoot Conrad multiple times, point blank mm-hmm. range in the gut. Yeah. And when SG-1 makes it to the bridge sometime later, Hacker Lady's unconscious, and Conrad is dead. Hmm. Just Conrad, though. Yep. This is not good times, because mm-hmm. we know what's going to happen now. Fucking Simmons. Okay, I'm done. Because those things are like goddamn cockroaches. Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're built to survive. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. They find out where Jonas and Julia are, um, and so Teal'c and Jack are going to head off and get them. And also, I love how Sam is like, sir, he's dead. Yeah. And he's like, I know only half of him is dead. Yeah. I'm sure I'll rent the other half. Hmm. So Jack and Teal'c search. Uh, Gould Simmons finds them. And Teal'c is quickly taken out, but just briefly. Yeah. Well, I think it's he got a, like a sneak attack, basically. He got, it was a sneak attack. Because they're like, what the fuck? You when did extra, you become you this? You get an extra damage for a sneak attack. It's like, when did you become this powerful? Oh, because you are no longer. You're, you're you. gold now. Yeah. Um, you're, you're no longer Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh and he goes after Jack for a bit, and the and in the struggle, Jack's head is just slammed into a wall. So talk hard. about come on and slam and welcome yeah. to the jam. <laughs> <laughs> so his head is thank you. I'll be here all night. Face jammed into the wall. <laughs> 
hard enough that he's sort of dazed <laughs> pretty hardcore for for a second. Yeah, and, it's no uh, good. Like he's seeing birds. He's seeing birds. The little stars. animated uh-huh. birds. Let's let's stay on theme. Uh huh. And, and Tilk <laughs> then gets up and now is tussling with the Gould Simmons. <sighs> yeah. And eventually Simmons picks up a giant wrench, not the giant wrench, <laughs> yeah. a different giant, but wrench. a giant wrench. Yeah. And just wind Casey at bat, just like winds up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've switched sports from yeah. basketball to keep, baseball. Keep with us. Uh, and the ship comes out of hyperdrive and rocks him just long enough that Jack can use his distraction to yep. blow the hatch into space. Send Simmons, Gould Simmons flying. And take this opportunity to grab Teal'c's butt. And to grab Teal'c's because <laughs> Teal'c does this like slow-mo tumble, tumble thing. Uh-huh. It's just He's the like, now's my, pan- my chance to stick it in your pants. <laughs> you can't go! Stop <laughs> I'm having too much fun. Jack is not sticking it into Duke's pants. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, he has to put his hand in the pant to grab him. Okay. I'm just saying words. So Jack and five, they're able to close the door. And they have this great moment of silence between them. They're like, thanks that- for sticking it in my pants. <laughs> Moving on. Back I'm, at the bridge. It's my, it's my fault. I've listened to too much dollop. It's just more fun to fuck with you than anything else. Oh. And drink. The problem is, is I've started listening to dollop too, so I know where the conversations go. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, though, somehow I've... I, yeah, you've become the Garrett when it comes to the making fun of... <laughs> I dig it. Listen to the dog. Okay. We're just two Garrets. There's no we're Dave. Just, we're just kind of both just fucking around. There's no Dave on yeah. our podcast. <laughs> um, so back on the bridge, Sam has no idea where they are. Mm-hmm. And the hacker lady says that there's supposed to be a planet here because they found a tablet back when they were running, that uh, ND was running off world Oh shit. boy, yeah. Um, that was written in ancient, saying that there was a large store of weapons and technology in a secret location. What they didn't read is the April Fool's line at the bottom of it. Well, it X marks the spot. Yeah, too. got it. <laughs> yeah, it's not good times. No, a pirate left that. A, an ancient pirate. Yes. And so Simmons wanted, obviously wanted all the weapons and booty, but they couldn't translate the coordinates. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ghoul could. Dun, 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 dun. And from then it was just waiting for transportation to get there. So when they heard about the X-33, they're like, Ching. this is how we get to there. This is how we do <laughs> it. Uh, but the problem is that if they, you know, if they don't know where they currently are, Sam doesn't know how to plot a course for home. Right. So now what? <gasps> this is where I thought was the end. Yeah. It's now, not. mind you, we did get a pretty interesting to be continued. Yeah. But I was like, oh, it's here. Nope. There's nope. still a couple minutes left. So Sam is guessing that they're about 1200 light years from home, which doesn't actually do any good since I don't know the direction. Although I'm also like, listen, if the reason you're not at the planet is because instability of the na- Nequadria. Mm. Jeez, I almost butchered every word in that yeah. sense. So it must have sent them out. They're not like 180 degrees of where they were going. Like they're just somewhere. They're like in anywhere. A, it's a radi. It's a arc. A cone. A cone. An arc of a circle. A cone of effect. A cone of shame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like, the, she just has some vague idea of like a, a 180 degree that <laughs> way direction. Yeah, we're we're over here somehow. Yeah. Um, but just then the Asgard showed up. Just to save cause. the day, except not except actually. Not. <laughs> Thor's hologram appears. Yeah. Uh, and Michael he gets Sh- beamed in. <laughs> Michael Shanks is credited finally as being Thor's voice. Though. Oh, yay. It is Michael Shanks still. And this, yes, is his new body. <laughs> just like his old body. Now he's got like a nine pack <laughs> or like a weird. He's yeah. just really svelte. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, but and the Asgard monitor all hyperspace activity around Earth, so they sure. actually like knew they've been tracking them since they left orbit. They're like, we know you've been up to something weird, but we waited till just right now uh-huh. to intervene. <laughs> um, but instead of us helping you, yeah, we need your help, guys, because the Asgard homeworld has been overrun by replicators, dun, 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 dun. and they need both SG one and your ship. And Jack's like, um, come again for big fudge. Yeah. Yeah, this is not good. 
And we fade out with a to be continued. I feel like the 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 Asgard have become like this friend that's like really cool at first. And then it's like, now we need a bunch of shit from you. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, I thought we were just friends. But now you're just this weird needy person. Yep. How do I back out of this deal? Oh, I can't. No. Got it. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was an interesting episode. I had a lot of fun. Yes. Um, but I think I mostly had a lot of anger. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I'm with Jack slash RDA on this one. So yeah. much anger it's, happening. There's parts of this episode that I really enjoy and then parts of it. Let, let me just say this as I pick up my drink for <gasps> you guys listening. There's a different, there's at least two other Prometheus-based episodes that I enjoy more. Oh boy. I don't know anything. The bottom of this cup is just straight Southern Comfort. <laughs> straight bourbon. Yeah, I'm a little bust. <laughs> this is how we do. Um, that's what I'm going to say to explain the amount of <laughs> sticking in pants that's happening. <laughs> when don't, doubt, don't judge me. Just stick it in your pants. Stick it in your pants. Um, so does this go on your top to your top list of this episode? Because I'm looking at my list and I don't think it does. I don't think there's room for it and I want to see how it ends. It's yeah. a, Again, with any of the two parters that are kind of left, I realize that half of the story is already told. Mm-hmm. Um, the Simmons thing, it's nice to see him gone. He's gone. Um, Conrad's gone. Well, I mean, we've, yeah. we've gotten rid of two Earth-based baddies in one episode. Yeah. So that's really cool, but I don't think it's on my list yet. So now that now that Simmons is gone, who do you hate more, Mayborn or Kinsey? I, I think I know my answer. I think it is Kinsey. It's completely Kinsey. Because yeah, Mayborn <laughs> is like back and forth a yeah. little bit. You know what I mean? Mayborn you can toy with and can manipulate. Yeah, Kinsey's just a douche canoe. Mayborn is like a level one. Baddie. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Kinsey's kind of like end of the video game bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. So, okay, next up is not Prometheus Part 2. It is Unnatural Selection. Dun, 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 dun. Um, also, we have a new Patreon. <gasps> Yay! Todd Teleth. Thank you, Todd. Yes. For being cool. You're awesome. Um, some of you may have your pod cards. Some of you may not. But I know they're out there. They're out in the world. Oh, they're all they're they're all in the world. It's, yeah. they haven't maybe tra- traveled. They haven't completed. Some of them have a very long distance to they're travel. Hyperspace. Yeah, travels. some of them were not able to make it to hyperspace, so they're just going old school. They're going old. They're going just. They're using their sublight engines. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Sublight engines onto the podcast. You know what? I think the alcohol is kicking in, and I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. Guys, you know where to find us. We're on Twitter at Terra Podcast. We're on Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Oh, wait. One quick thing. I wanted to give a shout out to the group of people that I'm part of a Facebook group oh, called yeah. Can I Pet Your Dog? <laughs> Which is it's exactly adorable. what it is. It's just it's, cute puppy it's pictures. It's just puppies and people who love puppies. And one person named her puppy Teal'c. Yes. And then there became an entire feed of, of, of Stargate There was things. There's a dog named Braytac. A dog named Abydos, which that was fuck, really I wish I'd thought of that. Uh, so one person uh, uses, and instead of like come, they use Cree. Yeah, Jaffa Cree. Which yeah. I'm like, I might start using that with yeah. Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> because she doesn't respond it's to like, come very well. Add attention, well. add attention. Um, so you guys are awesome, and that's it. But. On Facebook, we're <laughs> on Facebook. You can find them. At can I bet your dog? Which is a closed group, but you can join it. Um, but you can find us at facebook.com slash there's no place like Tara. And you can find us at patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. And email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Rate us, like us, review us on I- Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcast. not iTunes. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with a natural selection. Bye. Bye. Get out of here.